Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremation, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and our intern running things on the TV 10 side, and getting called up for the co-hosting duties today, Avery Newport. baby. Nice. Uh, Colin had an appointment, but we'll hear from him uh, about uh, less than 10 minutes after the first break. We'll... uh, well, I'll talk some swimming because he'll be on play-by-play. I'll be the color analyst tomorrow for the Region 2 swim meet as Nick goes and does the breaststroke motion over there. Uh, but let's talk about some EPAC basketball action. We'll be joined at 1230 by head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Richard Lewis. They got a huge win in a showcase game last night at the St. James Invitational. Hey, they scored over 110 points. I believe it was like 112 to 87. Yeah. I want to say it was the final. So a great win for Jefferson. Um, you know, that team that they were playing obviously had you know, a lot of good athletes, a lot of height on their squad. But the Cougars clearly uh, are showing that they can compete with a lot of different teams. And that's a confidence-building win in some ways. Not that you need to build your confidence when you're 9-0 and now 10-0. But it certainly makes it – very tough to argue against any team being better than Jefferson in the EPAC and maybe even in the state. Um, so, you know, a very impressive win, a good win for the Cougars, and clearly a team that is to be reckoned with. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, it's, I mean, they're, what, I think 11-0 and 0 on the season now? they're 10-0, now? I think. I think they're 11-0 now, I thought. I think they're – yeah, you're right. Yeah. They are 11-0 because yeah. they beat uh, Hedgesville to get to 10-0, and now they're 11-0. Yeah, so uh, big things coming for them. I talked to my buddy last night who's a prep school coach, and they're playing the team's prep school, uh, the Combine Academy prep team. Different team than the high school team that played last night. Okay. Uh, but so It's uh, like a Huntington prep St. Joe's situation. Yeah, it's a Huntington prep team. But they're playing the Combine Academy prep school team uh, this weekend. And uh, I told him, I was like, you know, this high school team just beat their high school team out of the water. And uh, this high school team could be the favorite, the you know, the February favorites for 4A state champions. Yeah, and they definitely have, you know, a very talented team, have a lot of depth, as we saw against Hedgesville when they didn't have Cameron Johnson and still beat Hedgesville pretty easily. So... Uh, It's a very impressive Jefferson team. Um, But, again, as we know, anything can happen in high school basketball. Yeah, definitely anything can happen. But let's talk about some games today. Uh, Do you want to talk about the game last night? or We'll talk about all that together here. All right, sounds good. Uh, So, last night, Martinsburg girls faced off against Musselman at the Martinsburg Fieldhouse. They fell 36-20, to but a quick turnaround for them – you know, they showed they showed some good defensive plays and you know a little fight late. Only a sixteen point ball game there. Uh, kind of started off a little slow, but they uh, they got a lot to do in a short amount of time. They'll have two more games in the next two in the next day and a half. Yeah, I mean, when you only score five points a quarter on average, it's not going to be a uh, great performance. So 
for the Martinsburg perspective, you know, it not only is it a quick turnaround, but you're heading to the Greenbrier where you're going to play some really good teams uh, down there. And I believe they left last night, so they went to they played the game, went home, showered, got some food, and then got on the bus last night. So very quick turnaround, going to be tough today and throughout the weekend. But you know, if you're looking at it from the perspective of you still haven't won a game, so this is a chance to build some team chemistry and maybe you can clean some things up and hopefully get in the win column if you're Martinsburg for Musselman. Uh, you know, they've shown some some signs of being a solid team, I think, at times. Uh, they have a good um, pressure zone defense that causes some issues for a lot of teams, and that continued last night. So a good win for the Applemen. Um, tough start to the year for Martinsburg, or really a tough season so far for Martinsburg. Hopefully they can do better down there at the Greenbrier. Yeah, the battle for the Springhouse Tournament hosted at the Greenbrier uh, by Greenbrier East, I, I believe, believe so. is the coach with uh, the governor, Jim Justice, as the yeah. girls coach. Uh, but uh, as you heard, if you tuned in last night to the game, Colin got an interview, his regular pregame interview with the coaches, talked to uh, the girls coach there at Martinsburg, and uh, I guess they have a – uh, him and the governor have a relationship basketball they always play each other's teams almost every season so it was an invitation that they got for both the girls and boys teams uh, girls teams are set to play at 2 p.m against Bridgeport and boys at four the next game to take on Cabell Midland uh, I was trying tried very tried my hardest uh, was very disappointed so we were looking to go broadcast that game Nick yeah. we were actually pretty happy about it because you know a little getaway yeah. Always nice. It was nice to go down to Hilton Head, broadcast uh, some Martinsburg boys and a Spring Mills girls game. Uh, but we were looking forward to going to the Greenbrier. Unfortunately, uh, they've got a contract there for that game. Uh, they told us we could come do radio, but we don't really do just radio. So they wouldn't let us even have a camera in there, Yeah, which is how we connect to our whole system. So we were trying to work out a contract here to just air the games on TV 10. Because obviously yeah, we know... Stream. Yeah, with their stream, just air the games. Unfortunately, we couldn't work out anything. Uh, they just wanted too much just to air their stream. So uh, we will not be airing that on our TV channel today. We will, though, uh, we'll be posting links on the TV10 page to the games so people can find them. Uh, they are being streamed by the Greenbrier Valley broadcast channel. Uh, but you know it's an interesting tournament. I saw pictures from that tournament. If you're on the Martins, if you've seen on Martinsburg High School athletics, they're in a ballroom. They put down a wood floor in a ballroom with some stands, uh, and you got like college basketball hoops. It looks like like almost like a mini March Madness. Yeah, down there they it's really cool. Boards. I'm so disappointed we didn't get to go. It, it would have been really cool to go down there and, and get the broadcast. Um, because not only would we get to see you know Martinsburg basketball in action against some really good teams, but we'd also probably have the opportunity to watch just some interesting matchups. And it'd almost be like a a state tournament preview for a lot of the teams down there. Uh, but it's very unfortunate. Uh, wish we could have done it. Still can though watch it. Uh, just fortunately not available on TV ten. So. Um, it will be a cool experience though, for the players and the teams. Uh, Definitely, I know when Nick or not Nick, you're Nick. I know when <laughs> Colin talked to uh, talked yesterday with uh, head coach there for the girls team at Kyle Martinsburg, Triggs. Kyle Triggs. They were saying they're going to do some cool activities, get the bunker tour there at the Greenbrier. 
uh, you know, do some tours there. I think that's really cool. Those were stuff that I think would be cool to do as well. Uh, but unfortunately, we can't do that. Tonight on TV 10, though, we'll have Spring Mills hosting Hedgesville in boys basketball action. Uh, that should be a good one. Two of the top teams here, or, you know, top teams in that section. Uh, but again, that section we've talked about multiple times could be a section that, you know, really comes down to the last week. Both Martinsburg and Hedgesville played two more times, played both times before the season's out, Nick. Yeah, and Spring Mills uh, has already beaten Hedgesville this year. They've already beaten Martinsburg. So right now they appear to be the favorite out of that section. Um, and they're a very young team with a lot of talent. So I think this should be a great game tonight at Spring Mills, uh, a game that we would have had either way because we would have gotten the Martinsburg games. And it would have been a big day in high school basketball. But uh, we will have yeah. this game, and it will be you know, a pretty good matchup, I think, you know, last time they played, it was a close game, and Spring Mills is a fun team to watch. Hedgesville has a good team as well, so it'll be a good one to get on TV 10 tonight. Definitely in, elsewhere in tonight, uh, Muscleman Boys at Jefferson. That is a good one in the Section 2 there in Region 2, I believe it is. I could be totally wrong on that uh, as the different classifications for basketball. That'll be a good one at Jefferson High School. Washington Girls at Musselman. Uh, tomorrow, Spring Mills at Southern Fulton and Washington versus Morgantown at 3 p.m. On, on the girls' side, Spring Mills at Jefferson tomorrow. And then, obviously, the second and final day of the Battle for the Springhouse Tournament. Uh, which we'll link to on our Facebook page. But that does it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back, uh, we'll talk a little uh, swim. We'll be on the call tomorrow for the Region 2 swim meet at the Wellness Center at Shepherd. We'll have a call on the phone as he'll be doing play-by-play. I'll be the color analyst and actually be able to be a true color analyst as we'll find out next on today's edition of the sports mix Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. Burke, Schultz, Harmon, and Jenkinson, where accident, injury, and disability lawyers with over 120 years combined local trial experience. When injury or illness has stopped you from working, you may be eligible for Social Security disability. Ron Harmon has been winning disability claims for over a quarter of a century. Don't hire some out-of-state firm. Ron Harmon's in Martinsburg. He will meet with you right here in our office. Get a local lawyer you can trust. Call 304-LAWYERS for a free consultation. 304-LAWYERS or 304-263-0900. 
Floodwaters can spread E. coli bacteria. Here's Bill Kearns from the Berkeley County Health Department about what to do if your well is tested positive. If it's just a one-time contamination, you can superchlorinate your well, which we have instructions at the health department. They could call and talk to us. You're providing uh, an excessive amount of bleach down the well. Then you do a runoff to get that out of the system to get the bleach through your lines, get any contamination out there. You do a runoff of so long, and then you can have it tested again. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court in Martinsburg. Call 304-263-5131. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. Colin McLaughlin, the sports doctor, joining us on the phones today after a appointment that he had to leave the office for today. Uh, did you get that good old dentist cleaning there, Colin? Yeah, that actually uh, went quicker than my haircut, surprisingly, but all good, uh, ready to go to talk about a uh, swimming that we have tomorrow. We've got swimming tomorrow on TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. The WVSSAC Region 2 championship meet, I guess. It's the regional meet here involving 11 teams in the area. And I didn't really know swim regions until the other day. Uh, but there are, uh, what, 11 teams in this region? What does that include, Colin? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I know you got your... EPAC schools, I believe. Uh, so Martinsburg, Hedgesville, Spring Mills, Musselman, Washington, and uh, Jefferson. And then for the region, since there's not many uh, schools with swimming around, I think it adds the uh, Fairmont area schools. So you got East Fairmont, Fairmont Senior, North Marion. Then I believe Hampshire rounds it out. I don't think I'm missing a Preston. any there. Preston, sir. But is there Preston? I didn't think they had a swim team whenever I looked. I don't know. I'd have to double check on that. That so. gives me 11 teams there in Region 2 of swimming. Okay. Uh, but we'll be at the uh, Wellness Center at Shepherd University calling all the action. We'll go on air just a little bit before 11 as we'll do a little quick uh, pre-meet show on uh, TV 10 WRNR TV on YouTube. And, uh, you know, you guys have been making this joke all week long. Spencer Dupuis, Nick, go make it. Well, way back in 2005, <laughs> there was the Towson Invitational. Michael Phelps was coming off of the 2004 Olympics at Athens, and he challenged the youth of the DMV. He said, I want to see the best swimmers in the youth of the DMV. And the man that emerged was our very own Spencer Dupuis. He was the challenger. He won all the uh, pre pre-swim meets the heats if you will and he defeated michael michael phelps in 2005 it was a historic event that nobody knows about except for me colin and, and a few other underground swimming community uh but, the potomac station sailfish <laughs> yeah shout out to the old club swim team back in the day summer league 
You guys have the picture up? Of course. Yeah, of course they do. Okay, good. Yeah. So, um, so that, that adds more credibility to the To me story. as a color analyst. That's why I said we'll find out next how much I'm a color analyst. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Never done a swimming before, kind of almost flying blind, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes, and hopefully uh, everybody enjoys it, get to branch out to a uh, new audience that we've never had on TV10. Well, since you left the station... He's um, he's retired. No, you left the station earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) You left the station earlier today to go to do your appointments there. Um we got in touch with the Jefferson head swim coach who technically is hosting the event, uh, as we figured out last week. Uh, and he's got a lot of insight for us and he's given us some media notes here in the morning. So I know you'll be excited about that Colin. Yeah, that's good to hear. I was uh, looking earlier trying to get some, uh, rosters pronunciations for these, uh, names, each event that is going to be taking place. And it should be a, uh, fun day there at Shepherd. it definitely will be a fun day colin uh have you done your uh play-by-play practice for swimming i was trying to watch a little bit of uh michael phelps couldn't find any old footage of uh him taking uh you on there at that house and invitational i don't have a false that never happened that's uh, the joke capability anymore so that's probably why but well, you got to tell the audience cameras. this is a joke. This is all a joke. I did not yes, take on Michael Phelps. A joke. No, it's all a bit. No way Spencer would ever compete with uh, Michael Phelps. I did swim though for ten years, from when I was five and that, or till when I was true. four, till I was when I was fourteen on the my summer league swim team in Leesburg, Virginia, and I did my last year go to championships for the breaststroke. So I am credible. Yes, you are credible to an extent that uh, will keep you around for. How about that? I guess that's what you want to say. All right, Colin, but but give me something that you're looking forward to for this region meet here uh, and what you're looking forward to as trying to get this out to the community, give people more of swimming because it obviously doesn't get a lot of media attention here in the mountain state. And that's kind of what happens with those smaller sports in a sad way. And we're trying to change that tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to change it. It's going to be uh, fun. As I said, we've never done anything like that on a TV 10, and I don't know if anybody's really ever done it in this uh, kind of to do it, and we took it on. It's going to be a uh, lot of fun. Figure out how many teams there are, see these events, watching it when it comes uh, to the Olympics. So what I'd be most excited about to see if uh, anybody gets any records and how they do uh, get to see them eventually go on to states. Well, I'll be back here. Uh, I'm looking forward to it as well. I think there seems to be some some real good excitement from uh, the swimming community. I know it doesn't get a ton of coverage uh, in this area, so it's always good, I think, to have something different. And um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, it goes well. Um, and uh, it's always good to recognize the the many different athletes in this area besides the football, basketball, and volleyball, and baseball, and softball that we normally air. Get something a little bit different, and a uh, it'll be a cool experience, I think, for you guys, and I'll, I'm looking forward to it. It will be a great experience, especially for those teams that are sending kids from – 
you know, not the closest areas. I mean, yeah, they're not too far away, but I mean, you see like people in Fairmont, they're going to be able to see their kids on YouTube and on, uh, you know, on YouTube and uh, Hampshire as well, North Marion, Preston, and obviously on TV 10 here, if you're a Hedgesville, Jefferson, Martinsburg, Musselman, Spring Mills and Washington uh, parent for a kid swimming. Uh, but, you know, just getting this out to the community is something that we wanted to do this weekend that we had an opening, couldn't broadcast, uh, the Martinsburg games at the Greenbrier. So I said, why not? Let's broadcast something that we can branch out to and maybe add on later here as kind of a, a yearly thing, maybe depending on how it goes. Obviously, it's going to be a first time. There's going to be glitches. Uh, there's going to be maybe some difficulties. Uh, but that's kind of the, the fun of doing something for the first time. Right, Colin? Yeah, that's what always makes it as fun is it almost is an adventure for us. And we're young, always got to branch out, see what we uh, like on an announcing side and help out these uh, fans that may not get to come watch their uh, kid or family member compete. So looking forward to seeing how uh, each team fares and go from there. I think it's 22 events in total. That's not including uh, all the different heats in each event. So we'll see how it goes. All right, Colin McLaughlin on the play-by-play for tomorrow i'll be on the color that does it for this segment of the sportsman thanks colin for uh hopping on the phone see you here in a few hours but that does it for this segment of the sports mix when we come back we'll talk with head coach of the jefferson boys basketball team head coach richard lewis the jefferson boys basketball team off to an amazing start 11 and 0 on the season getting a win over a huge private school last night at the saint james showcase there in hagerstown that's all when we come back segment brought to you in part by orsini's home store not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer bedding outdoor living it's family owned and operated located at 360 hack wilson way in martinsburg go to orsini's.com Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I'm the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's Orsini's.com. WVU Medicine is now offering a new robotic-assisted platform for minimally invasive biopsy in the lung. The ION system by Intuitive allows pulmonologists to diagnose lung cancers earlier and less invasively than ever before. With the ION system, tissue samples can be obtained from hard-to-reach areas of the lung, resulting in earlier diagnosis of smaller nodules and better outcomes for patients. WVU Medicine, the future of surgery is here. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. 
Hey, Crusher Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the Eastern Panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is veteran-owned and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix, 1232 here in the Eastern Panhandle. And team that's playing darn good basketball is the Jefferson Cougars. We're now joined by the head coach of the boys' basketball team there, Richard Lewis, coming off of a huge win over a private school in the St. James Invitational last night. 112 85 was the final there. You guys got a huge win last night. How much did that mean to your program to be able to showcase on that big of a stage there with some private schools that are really good? Um, it was really important. Um, the guys just took on the challenge, and we played our best basketball um, pretty much of the year. But I think um, overall it was just the stage. Um, the lights were a lot brighter than normal, um, and they just really stepped up to the challenge. I mean, I think that was the biggest thing that I saw last night. Uh, we had saw their roster and saw how big they were, they were as far as height-wise, a little, little undermanned as far as size and things like that. And their competition, they played. You know, they played at a, you know, a lot of private schools, a lot of um, prep schools, and things like that, to prepare for that tournament. So, um, I think overall, we just the kids just played really well, and they're really focused on um, just playing well and, and being in front of um, that stage. Coach, obviously, your main focus, like it is every game, was to try to put the kids in the best situation to win. But how cool is it to be in a tournament like that? where there's a lot of big private schools and probably get your kids some, some college notice, I would think. Yeah, I think it was real important. Um, we had one we had one uh, showcase that was canceled um, due to the COVID down in PG County, uh, a similar type of event. Um, not as big, of course, as St. James, but just a similar type of exposure. Um, so it was really big to see them play, um, like I said, um, on that stage in front of you know scouts, college coaches, media, et cetera. Um, and to perform like that, uh, it just shows you, you know, we have some, some kids in the Eastern Panhandle that can play. All right, Coach Lewis, obviously now back to conference play tonight. Here you guys take on Musselman. So that's obviously more important there when it comes to the overall aspect. But obviously you're going to take some things from last night and you're going to use them now as you go down into uh, the rest of February and getting closer to the section regional and then hopefully the state championships. Yeah, we know how, how it's going to be. We play Musselman. It's always a, a tough grind of our game. I don't expect anything different. Um, I know their style of play. They know our style of play. So one of those games where we're going to just come out and, you know, play our normal game and they're going to play their game. We'll see, you know, what, what comes out of it. But we know overall it's going to be a tough game, uh, no matter what the score was last night, what the competition level was last night. We know this game is totally different um, from – from that game because we know each other so well um, and they prepare uh, for us so well. So we know it's going to be a dogfight. 
Coach, uh, going back a little bit to the game yesterday, um, you know, being in that spotlight and having, you know, the lights brighter, as you said, what does that do for your team moving forward, knowing that you can play at that level and, and play really well? And then when you get into, you know, sectionals, regionals, and hopefully states, uh, you know, that, that continues. It just helped us out as far as I think um, just knowing, um, you know, I think we get caught up in the rankings and, and things like that, and people don't really know how good uh, Eastern Panhandle is as far as basketball. So I think just showing um, not just the state, the other end of the state, but showing, you know, the metropolitan areas and some of the areas that may not be exposed to the Eastern Panhandle that we can play here too. You know, I think that's what I got out of it last night, just showing that, you know, we have some good ball players in this area. just a matter of getting them exposure. And obviously, coach, you don't as coaches, you guys don't look too far ahead. But three weeks left here in the regular season, twenty fifth year, last game of the season. Obviously, a lot of conference player, you know, section play as well before the end of that. Yeah, we got a we got a, a brutal schedule coming up. We got four games next week. Um, this is going to be the last game. For, <clears throat> excuse me, from the uh, three game um, um, streak that we're on now. So. And this is supposed to be an off week for us. So all of a sudden we got three games this week instead of having one. So that's going to be, um, you know, crucial getting rest and some things, getting hydrated for next week because we play on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, Friday, and Saturday. So looking forward to it. Um, we've been kind of talking about and pointing to this, this part of the schedule for a while because I think it prepares us for, um, if we make it down there, it prepares us for a tournament-style format. Coach, you didn't have uh, Cameron Johnson against Hedgesville, but he was able to play for you uh, last game and, and scored 21 points. And uh, what impressed me about your team against Hedgesville was a lot of guys stepped up off the bench. Uh, Bryson Fleming in particular had a real nice game. But um, we're, in a way, I mean, obviously you want to have your team fully healthy, but in a way that allows you to see what other guys can do and the bench depth uh, is a very impressive part of this team. Yeah, and Bryson, you know, he started at Washington High School for the last two years, so I knew he could come in and step up and start for us. Um, Wyatt, he was, you know, pretty much the leading scoring rebound on our JV as a ninth grader last year. He averaged a lot of points and a lot of rebounds, so we knew he's capable of coming in at this level. Um, it's just, you know, Cameron's, Cameron had a, had a slight injury on Saturday, so we didn't want to, um, take any chances um, by putting him out there on Tuesday until he was fully he healthy. Um, and Thursday, he came back, you know, pretty healthy. He looked pretty good last night. But overall, I think um, that's really important. They got that experience because I, I saw it last night as well. We had some foul trouble um, last night, and those those two guys stepped up again for us. So um, it's always important to get some guys some quality playing time, especially late in the season. And about a couple of weeks ago, we talked to you after that big win over Martinsburg, and we talked about kind of the emergence of Will Shively this season, and you talked about what he had done in the past, but it obviously seems like he's putting it together here at the right time, 27 points last night. Yeah, it's just it's a lot, it's a lot of combination of conditioning and being healthy. So his, his biggest thing was conditioning um, and then just feeling healthy enough to go out there and perform at the level that he has been in the past. Um, and last night, I uh, just just saw another gear from him um, that he he had different from when he was at Martinsburg. So we just starting to really see what he really can do. Um, I hope he continues that, of course. 
Um, but yeah, we're, we're just starting to really get a, get an idea of what he's what he can be um, going to late season run. Last question here for you. Obviously, you talk about that late season run. It seems like everybody on your team is playing well here at the right time, as uh, you just mentioned, and you know, talk about the bench depth. Obviously, that's going to help here over the next uh, week or so with those four games. Uh, what do you think this team? What is one thing as a coach you want to see your team improve on here in the last three weeks? Um, the defensive end. I think we still, and I said it before. I think we're still not hundred percent there yet. Um, I think defensively we still got a ways to go, um, especially with our half court and some of our different concepts that we're trying to get across. But I know, you know, from communication standpoint, we got to get better. And overall, I think um, that's 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 the most important thing for me because I think if you can get stops, um, you can pretty much beat any team. Doesn't matter who you play. All right, Coach, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk soon. Good luck tonight. All right, thanks a lot. Head coach of the Jefferson Cougars boys basketball team, the 11-0 Jefferson Cougars basketball team, head coach Richard Lewis. Again, thanks to him for making some time for us today. Uh, but obviously coming down here, getting the last three weeks of the season, it's it's a big – it's crunch time for teams. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, we're heading in – to the final stretch um you know like coach said they're they're playing a lot of games now than what they were at the beginning of the year due to cancellations and uh or postponements i should say so um you know that that will make things tougher but again you got to get used to that when you head into the state championship when you're going to be playing if you make it far you know three or four games in a row so um you know, it'll be an interesting end of the year. I still think that we have a lot of good teams in the EPAC. Um, and Jefferson sitting at 11-0, they continue to be a really good team, but they're going to head into this stretch now and see how well they can keep it up throughout the rest of the month when things get a little bit more difficult. One big game tonight, a rematch there, sectional action. Uh, really fight for kind of the top spot here in that in section two here in uh in region two of class 4a still hard to kind of get that off the other sports there uh but obviously a rematch with muscleman tonight they got the jefferson got that win 47 to 39 back on the 4th of january we had that game didn't we yes we did have that uh, colin game. and i were there yes uh but obviously big rematch tonight and Musselman kind of, you know, they started out the season really well, and they've kind of just, you know, fallen a little bit here. Uh, but it doesn't really matter what you do at the middle of the season point. It kind of matters at the end here. And uh, they'll have a tough stretch, especially their last game of the year. They'll face Morgantown on the final day of the regular season for them. But obviously they're looking to get a win tonight, three straight losses after a uh, after two straight wins. Yeah, Musselman, I would say, is almost desperate for a win at this point because you know three straight losses a lot of those games were close a lot of them were winnable just couldn't execute down the stretch so and this is a big challenge obviously jefferson being 11 and 0 uh but you probably played one of the best games against jefferson in terms of defense that we've seen in the epac you hold that team to 47 points you should probably win you just had a terrible shooting night so uh, it will be interesting to see how that one goes down. Like Coach Lewis said, Musselman's given them issues pretty much every time they played. So I wouldn't count out the Appleman tonight, especially if they're able to execute their defense like they did 
uh, when they played earlier in the year. So it, it should be a good game. Um, it, we were originally supposed to have that game on Friday of last week. Yeah. Obviously. Weather. Weather. And, good old weather. Then we already had this one scheduled, so. That, that kind of stinks that we can't get them all on there. But yeah, hopefully I mean, we get we, some good games. Yeah, uh, but now let's transition here for the last couple of minutes of the segment. Talk about more basketball. Uh, but now let's transition to Shepherd Hoops. They're back in action tomorrow at Bloomsburg against the Bloomsburg University Huskies. Uh, first, we'll kind of start with the men's team. They obviously fell the other night, uh, going one and one on the week to uh, Westchester there in the headbutting bowl, uh, but. Could be a favorable matchup for them this weekend here against Bloomsburg, three and fifteen overall, uh, two and twelve in the conference, and they've lost eight straight. Yeah, Bloomsburg's struggling. That's uh, there's no no doubt about that. Right there, and um, you know Mansfield, another team that Shepherd beat a couple games ago. They were also struggling at that point. They're still you know some of the bottom teams in the conference. So the Rams have proven that they can you know take care of business against teams they're supposed to beat. Um, they, you know, they came off a good win against Westchester at the beginning of the week, and then of course on Wednesday, they dropped the ball a bit, you know, to uh, to lose that one on the road. So, you know, they they had a little bit of a mo- momentum coming into this week. They've kind of let it slip away now. They're still dealing with some injuries on the offensive side. Daniel McLean Corley still isn't healthy. Gerard Robinson, again, also isn't healthy. So, they're going to be dealing with some depth issues again, and on the road. Uh, you know, in a road environment, it's never easy when you don't have uh, a lot of your guys that you can rely on. You know, Carson Poffenberger has really been the only guy off the bench that the Rams have been able to play for more than 10 minutes, you know. So they're they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle with, with having um, really only one reliable bench guy to come in and play. They're going to have to rely on starters to play 35, 36 minutes again. So it's going to be tough. It, it's going to be a tough road for them, but... At the same time, they're playing a team in Bloomsburg that's struggling right now. Uh, the Rams have offensively been able to put up some good numbers over the last couple games. So I'm thinking they should be able to pull out a road win. But again, it's never easy on the road, even if your opponent is, is struggling on the year. And then uh, the women's team also in action on Saturday. Uh, they seem to be back to how they were at the beginning of the year. You know, they had that long time off. Uh, in between games, and they kind of hit a little bit of a road bump, but it seems like five straight wins. Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like it's the Shepherd team that we expected to see and we saw earlier this season. But it's going to be a tough game for them as Bloomsburg, fourteen and eight on the season, twelve and four in the conference. They've won two straight. They're nine and zero at home. Talk about a home court advantage. Uh, they uh, let's look at some stats for this Bloomsburg team. They outscore their opponent by three point six, giving up. Under 58 points and scoring about 61 and a half. They're shooting about 40% while giving up about 37%. Uh, from the three point line, they're shooting 30% while giving up only about 23 and a half percent. Uh, about even there in the free throw margin, 67.8 to 66.8. Uh, but it's going to be a good game tomorrow. It's going to be a heck of a matchup. Uh, Bloomsburg not really getting. I guess the respect you'd expect to see here in the region poll, uh, they're ranked 10th, Shepard ranked 5th. Um, uh, obviously, a little different there, but eight losses there for Bloomsburg. But, uh, you know, just looking at their record right, right now, 9-0 uh, and no at home, they're definitely hard to beat at home. 
Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a top three matchup in the division this weekend. Of course, Shepard's sitting at two in the PSAC East standings right now. They're 11-3 and three in conference, and Bloomsburg is 12-4. and four. So this is an important matchup for both Bloomsburg of these teams. played more games. Yeah, yeah, they have. And, you know, of course, Shepard had some COVID issues like a lot of teams did, but they're getting back on track now. They've won five straight. They've looked pretty dominant in each win. Of course, the offense kind of struggled a little bit on Wednesday against Westchester, but you could attribute that to fatigue. You could attribute that to, you know, just a bad shooting night. There are different reasons for why their offense wasn't as good as it normally is. But the point is, they got the road win against Westchester, who has been struggling this year. And hopefully that's going to be a matchup that's going to prepare them for this Bloomsburg team. Because, again, whoever wins this game moves up to second, basically. Shepard, if they win, they get to keep their spot in the division. But if Bloomsburg wins, they overtake them. So that's, you know, that's very important for postseason implications going forward. Yeah, it definitely is. And for Shepard, you know, the the schedule doesn't really get any easier. They'll play California, Pennsylvania. Uh, Cal U's 8-3 and three over there in the West Division uh, coming up. That's on Monday. And then uh, you look uh, forward at that schedule they got Cutstown next saturday Who's the top team in top the division? team in the division Lockhaven, millersville east stroudsburg again millersville shippensburg and mansfield to close out the season uh next game we'll have on tv 10 let me double check here i believe it will be that game on february 23rd against shippensburg uh but a lot can happen between now and then yeah, and they've got a couple of tough road contests in there, too. You know, they're traveling to Lock Haven on February 14th on Valentine's Day. They've got a game against East Stroudsburg, who, you know, is, again, another team that's struggling in the conference. But you can't take any opponent for granted when you're on yeah. the road. You know, road games are, are certainly a different environment compared to home games. And that game's on a Saturday, too, against East Stroudsburg. So you're going to have the students there. You're going to have them all hyped up and everything. So... Certainly not an easy road for Shepard to end the year. And, of course, as we saw, um, you know, a couple days ago against Westchester on Wednesday, that was a road game and a team that they beat pretty handily at home, and they only put up 65 points in the win. So the road factor definitely plays uh, an important part there. The Rams just got to play their game, and they've got to shoot well with Marley, McLaughlin, and Abby Beeman. Got to get Sidney Clayton looks in the post, and... Just get the big three involved. You know, those are the three players that score the most for them. The offense runs through those three players. So they've got to get them involved early and often and, you know, ride them the rest of the season. That's how they're going to they're gonna go forward. Yeah, but definitely a big matchup for the Shepherd women tomorrow. Shepherd men, hopefully they get back in the wind column tomorrow. We'll talk more on Monday uh, with Avery's Shepherd Report on the Monday edition of the Sports Mix. But that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back. We'll wrap up the Sports Mix, talking a little NFL, a little NBA, and a little uh, opinion there about the Olympics. What's each person's favorite Winter Olympic event? And that'll be when we close things out next on the Sports Mix. After this two-minute break. Derek at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are. 
and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304 350 Learn more today. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your February 4th, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and our intern Avery Newport, happy to have you with us here as we wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of everything here in the last few minutes of this show. We'll first start with uh, some NFL news going around, some headlines here. Uh, a lot going on in the last little bit of little day or so of time vikings getting close to naming their head coach if not officially is that official yet do we know is kevin o'connell officially the head coach there i haven't heard anything official yeah, i don't think it's don't official think they're officially. they're targeting him zoning in on him uh former washington assistant that'll be what the third fourth former washington assistant here in the last 10 years to get a head coaching job uh as he was the assistant, the offensive coordinator for the Rams. So that makes Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, uh, Matt, Matt LaFleur, and now Kevin O'Connell, all there, I believe, between like 2009 and 2015. Yeah, 15 or 16. Yeah, 16. Because right yeah. McVay and Shanahan McVay were left. 17. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But, I mean, that's crazy because I think O'Connell came with McVay as his OC. Uh, but – you know, that's crazy, all the talent that was there. It's also crazy how Washington never promoted any of those guys to be the head coach at any point. <laughs> I mean, you maybe had, it's a little early back yeah. when they hired Jay Gruden. But they decided to keep Gruden through all those years of, yeah. you know, seven and nine. I mean, it is what it is. But Jacks make a hiring after all the stuff going on there. They hire former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson. Uh, kind of shocked there. Kind of shocked how the last, I'd say, 48, 72 hours has shaken out there in Jacksonville. Uh, 
we thought next head coach would be Byron Leftwich, which made he, total sense. To- made Perfect total sense. sense. He took his name out of the running after all of the racial stuff going on there uh, right now in the NFL. So I'm assuming he'll stay in Tampa Bay for another year. Yeah. Um, it is interesting. Byron Leftwich made a lot of sense, but I, I guess Peterson could be a good hire there. I mean, I know he got a lot of flack for the tanking and or essentially tanking that he did um, when he pulled Jalen Hurts in that Sunday night game. Uh, you know, that wasn't a good look, and the players kind of really turned on him. But he did win a Super Bowl, um, so he, he certainly has, you know, some good coaching uh, background. But he kind of came out of nowhere for this job. Like, I don't remember a whole lot of talk about Peterson. No, um, I mean, I thought that he would kind of get back there, maybe become an OC or a DC. Yeah, I thought he'd get back in the league as an offensive coordinator. Uh, but I was a little bit surprised about the head coaching job. But, again, he does have some qualifications. Obviously, he has the experience in the Super Bowl. Byron Leftwich doesn't have any head coaching experience. But it is a little bit disappointing with everything going on uh, with the Rooney rule and how teams are kind of getting around that. Yeah, definitely, and uh, you know more things to come. New Orleans interviewing Bienemy this weekend, uh, and obviously, you know we wonder if that's just Rooney Rule or he has a real possibility because he's been passed over these last few seasons. But let's move on here. NBA All Star rosters revealed last night. Uh, they obviously announced the starters prior, uh, but now they've list- they've announced the reserves: Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine. Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Fred Van Fleet, uh, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, As we already knew, the starters last week, Giannis, DeRozan, Durant, Embiid, Trey Young, Curry, James, Jokic, uh, Morant, and Wiggins. So what's the biggest shock here? The fact that Wiggins is still a starter after all yeah. those guys you mentioned who are not going to be starting for the Western Conference. I mean, well, it won't be Western Conference, but yeah. We will, yeah, but I mean, as Western Conference All-Stars, the fact that none of those guys are going to start the All-Star game, you could you could make a convincing argument for any one of those guys over Andrew Wiggins, right? I mean, Wiggins, to his credit, he's been an important part on a good Golden State team, currently second in the conference, but... Averaging under 20 points a game, not shooting all that well. He's not an all-star starter to me, especially over a guy like Devin Booker or Towns or Paul or anybody else. Doncic especially, he's not a starter. Not this year. Quick yeah, Nick. I'd agree with that. Did uh, Shai Gilders-Alexander make it? No. Oh, that's surprising no, he didn't. to me. I went with him over Wiggins, but obviously a guard compared to a forward, so I don't know how that works out. But uh, pretty much the same point. I don't really yeah. have anything else to say about it. All right, well, here, a final little bit here before we go. Favorite Winter Olympics event. I'll start off with mine, and I'm just going to play this. Don't teach that at hockey school, but man, oh, man, can that guy battle. Wonder if Oshie goes back to that same move and holds on to it a second longer and beats Bobrovsky. The bottom of the eighth. Oshie and Bobrovsky duel again. USA wins on the Yoshi goal hockey. That's got to be my favorite. What about you guys? I think Curling. that's a weak choice, Spencer. You get to see hockey all the time. But, Give me speed skating. Okay. 
That's a good choice. I'll go curling. I was going to say pentathlon, but they don't do that anymore, so I'll take curling instead. Curling? Yeah. Why not? There you go. Curling's unique. It's interesting. There you go. But men's and women's ice hockey, very fun to watch in the Olympics. But that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, Thanks to head coach of the Jefferson Boys basketball team for coming on, Richard Lewis, for calling calling in, for Avery Newport, our intern, Nick Versley. I'm Spencer Puy saying so long. Tune in to Spring Mills at hosting Hedgesville tonight on TV 10. (laughs) 